0: DJ Patterson. Yo, what up, Marty? What's going on, man? Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Thank you for coming on tonight. I appreciate that. Of course. We got one half of the co-host able to make it. That's all right. We'll hold it down for Oli. We will. I think he had a, um, a mafia thing. Oh, good. So he's not able to join us tonight. But we do have a really great guest. Evan, he is a waterless detailer out of California. Nice. Yeah. So I thought you guys would hit it off well. Plus, he's pretty much brand new into detailing. Hasn't even really done full-time yet. So he's only been going for about two years, and most of that is all part-time. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's,
1: that's the cool. way to do it, I guess. That's the way to do it. Hey, so, uh, Evan, you are on. I made it. What's you up, made man? it.
0: You so, go. Evan, Evan, welcome to the Pints and Polishing podcast, bro. Thanks for having me. We also have DJ Patterson on, who's with Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Yo, yo.
2: Very excited. Nice to meet you, brother.
0: Likewise, man. Hey, so uh, Evan, tell us, uh, tell us who you are, like um, how you got into business, what your business name is, all that stuff.
2: All right, well, for starters, my name is Evan Becerra. Uh, that's pretty much where I got the B's uh, for my name. The B's com- obviously coming from the last name. Um, basically, I am a um, waterless, uh, majority of the time, um, auto detailing service um, out in uh, Northern California about 20, 30 minutes north of Sacramento. Um, basically, I got into the business um, not knowing what I wanted to do, really. Uh, cool. I started off uh, working at the local car wash, and that pretty much kicked off everything.
0: <laughs> so what would you do at the car wash?
2: Um, there, I was just a basic uh, <laughs> car wash guy we did. Uh, I mean, I thought it was what was best at the time, which we just did, you know, a big horsehair brush. I know I'm saying that brush, yes.
0: Uh, oh, that's yeah. fine, bro. Bro, wait. uh I used to own a watch. DJ and I met from a car wash, so. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. yeah,
1: that's where I first started at, man. That's
0: really cool. So, no, we're totally riding that same wheelhouse with you, so go for it.
2: Yeah, so, you know, I thought, you know, the you know, big bucket of, you know, you put more soap, you know, the more soap would be better, so you know, that'd be good with no scratches, you know, everything would be decent, right? Well, Mm -hmm. slowly but surely, you know, I started getting the eye for detail, you know, I started picking up, you know, swirls and scratches and started, you know, getting the eye and um, um, yeah, I'd see brand new cars, nice cars with dealer license plates on them come in and then On the way out, I sure I slowly made my way out of the back to the back of the lot, which was you know doing the tire shine, windows, getting where all the tips were coming in, Mm -hmm. and that's when I started noticing all the swirls and all that, and uh, yeah, that's when the that's when the wormhole began. I started digging down into swirls and where they came from and how and how to prevent them. And
0: cool. So How long ago was that?
2: Uh, That was actually about. I'd say about five years ago. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. So, so
0: what, what made you, do you know what made you get that job? Did, like, you just happened into it? Or, um, like, yeah, why yeah, did just, you yeah. feel drawn to, to go work at the car wash? Well,
2: actually, um, to be honest, I've always been around cars all my life. Uh, my dad was a mechanic, um, so uh, a Chevy mechanic, so I've always been around cars, you know. I've always, you know, oh, I've always liked them, always went to, the you know, racetracks, you know, drag races, all that good stuff. Um, so, you know, motors always attracted me, you know, the cars just always attracted me. And then I just, I just wanted to finally know how to make them look pretty.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. so you were like, okay, I need a job. Might as well just yeah. go work at the car wash.
2: Yeah. Well, actually I moved out of, um, my parents at 18 and I moved up my buddies up here to Sacramento and, um, I that was the first job that. Uh, called me back. To be honest, I huh. applied, started applying everywhere, and they called me back first. And I was like, "Hey, all right, cool." Tips sounds good. Yeah, that's a good, cool
0: story, good. bro. Yeah, yeah. DJ, yeah. I don't think I've asked you how did you ever because you used to work at a different wash. Like, what made you drawn into working over at uh, Oasis? I,
1: I just I'm the same. I mean, you're like telling my story start to finish. I mean, I. uh you know, I, I always liked cars. Like, you know, I my dad always took his truck to the car wash. I'd always go with him. Like, I was always fascinated by, you know, a clean vehicle and so forth. But really, I mean, the reason I worked at the car wash was because it was within walking distance from my house and I didn't have a car at the time. So it's the only place I didn't want to do fast food. And um, it was the only place nearby. I walked over and I got a job. Uh, but just, you know, being able to just being around the cars all the time you you see nice cars and, and just all different types of cars and so forth and it just I don't know it just I got drawn to it um, and then I got into the detail shop and then you know I had a guy in there that would mentor me in the detailing and just ha- it's just my personality in, in general just making things look better or organizing it it's just kind of like my personality type so I just found a love for it and then You know, things didn't go really well at that car wash, which is why I came over to where you, the car wash that you owned. So, no. And I just stuck with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and I got into the car wash world out of detailing. Uh, So I would have been at about two and a half years, maybe three, probably about two and a half years uh, of business. And I remember specifically just like kneeling down one time to get some wheels. And I was like, okay, like I was loving what I was doing. It was like, okay, uh-huh. how do I do this on more of like how, How? because at that time we were, we would sometimes have three or four guys and we'd knock out a bunch of cars at uh, mm-hmm. this building called Warren Place. And so we were doing pretty good, but not near the volume of you know, without the next option would be like you, where you have multiple trucks. So, but I went in a different round. I was like, okay, how do I how do I do more cars in a faster speed? And mm. I went through a rabbit trail. and It was just like, hey, what about a car wash? I'm always through I remember my dad, when I was super young, that was one of the earliest memories I have of doing something fun with him, was riding in the car with him to go get a car wash. And so it just naturally then, I think, clicked, and that's why I start like, randomly met somebody, David, and then met this guy and blah, blah, blah. It, you know, it actually worked. So that's cool. Like we each have our own ways of we got into the car wash world and then we all came out with a different aspect. So Evan, you, you're there at the car wash seeing these problems in the paint and what gave you the entrepreneurial mindset to just go, Hey, I should start a detailing company and clean up these swirls.
2: Well, uh, I guess uh, to kind of make the long story short, I to be honest, um, I'm the type of I have the type of pro- personality. I guess you can um uh, call it. Uh, I've googled it. It's called the multi potential light, and it's pretty much. Um, I have like the mindset where once I learn one trade or trick or one um, uh, skill, I kind of I kind of look at it as All right, you learned this skill, you got it on your tool belt, all right, what's next? So, um, as far as just washing the cars, I was like, all right, what's the next step? All right, detailing. That's where he takes, you know, we got the detail guy in the back, and he's the one that takes out the swirls, he's the one that takes out the seats and does, you know, does the whole shebang. And I was like, all right, well, you know, let's go start making our way back there. Let's go talk, hang out with him at lunch, you know. Uh, you know, start picking up extra little tricks. You know, you can learn and do on your car at, you know, at home. Make it look nicer. Nice. So, um, yeah. Basically, uh, that's what I would do on my lunchtime. I'd go spend, you know, uh, my lunch break over there uh, learning new things. And I, it's funny. I, I remember the boss saw me there one time with them. And he told me, he said, you never, he said, you never have, you never have enough to become a detailer. Wow. I want yeah, he said I want somebody that will pull out the seats and, you know, do the whole nine yards. And I was like, wow. I was like, okay. I was like, I'm I'm just you know, I have no interest in that. I mean I mean I, I did, but I he had no idea I had interest in that. So I took that as like, okay. We'll see. I took it as a challenge. I was like, I don't <laughs> Yeah, know that's a chip on the we'll shoulder, see.
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, so um yeah, so after that, um, I uh, after I mean, he kind of gave me like, you know, the cold shoulder as to not don't go over there anymore because, you know, you're not going to be good enough. So I was like, all right, whatever. So um, the funny thing is we had a body shop next door to our car wash and they would always come in and bring their cars right before, you know, they do all their body work. They come in and get have us get all the compound off real quick, run it through the car wash. Yes, I know. But we wouldn't. I mean, we wouldn't use the brushes on the freshly painted cars. But the the we'd still use the mitts that we use all day, which is still putting extra swirls. But that's another. To- that's a side topic. A, uh, yeah, side topic,
0: man. <laughs> hey, that's on the body uh, shops, so that's all. That's all. Good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so then I, uh, I you know I I got a quick interest in that. Like I I saw like the cars coming in wrecked, you know, just solely sideswiped, you know, rear-ended, whatever. And I come, I'd see them going back you know a month later brand new i'm like holy smokes hell you know how do they do that so you know that caught my eye on body work so yeah i got in a wormhole on going to body work i started looking around for other jobs and i found that one uh, <laughs> i did a year out of body shop and uh, i figured out they weren't doing it right either so yeah that's when i started doing my own thing and uh figuring out how to uh do it the correct way
0: cool all right so let's pause i want to i want to get into a couple of things but we haven't even introduced the beer yet <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so man that was like jam-packed boom 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 killer story but geez we're also here to drink some yeah, beer so definitely. we we've got to talk about your selection uh very interesting selection Uh, Why don't you go ahead and introduce it, and why did you choose this beer?
2: So um, I got – I went today with – it's called Not Your Father's uh, Root Beer. It's made by a small-town brewery. And basically, I heard about the beer on a radio station that I would listen to. And I was like, wow, what's the fuss about? Everybody keeps calling me about this beer. So I decided to try it. And I'm not really to be honest, I'm not a real big drinker. Uh I never really liked the taste of it. Uh besides the buzz, other than that it's not I mean for me, I guess. <laughs> no. But this this beer here is just like uh root beer on steroids with alcohol, like with uh I mean I think the sugar amount I mean, the sugar in it overpowers the alcohol so I could just drink it and not uh have the taste and feel the buzz pretty
1: much.
0: It is definitely sweet. Yeah, Most definitely. It's, it is definitely uh it. it's definitely sweet. It. And so here here in Oklahoma, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Here in Oklahoma, we, all, we you know we've tried to explain it to people, but they don't fully always get it. We have literally two different levels of beers a lot of times. Yeah. So with this beer, you can either and you know there might be some that would argue that it's not beer. Yeah. And like like I get it, but who cares? We're throwing it into the beer uh family, deal with it. Anyway, so this beer like if you go into the grocery store or to the gas station, it's a very low, low point beer. And so it's overly sweet because there's no alcohol kick to it. But yeah. this this one we went and got to at the liquor store, so it's a 5.9. So, yeah, it, it's a, mm-hmm.
2: yeah so that's my big thing is that 5.9 is what got me 5.9 with no bad taste. I mean, I mean, well, me personally, I'm not really a bear person, so that's why I mean, for people that don't really, uh, you know, drink, this is a perfect choice if you want to join the party and not, you know, feel left out.
0: Yeah, true, true, killer. All right, well, I like it. Um, the only it just can be a little less sweet but yeah it's definitely super easy to drink and i introduced it to my brother-in-law i don't know a couple years ago when it came out um because he loves root beer in general and and he would only drink when we would be at the beach and uh so i was like one couple years ago we would take our beach trip as a family um i i B- bought a bunch and i was like bro just wait till you try this <laughs> and he was in heaven like he was like oh my lord that's so good because he loves root beer in general so for people that dig root beer then yeah it's, it's definitely a good choice all right so you told us your story evan about uh why you got into detailing and but why because it's cool that both of you guys chose waterless and you said you're waterless most of the time what do you mean by that and why did you choose to be a waterless detail company
2: uh to be honest because uh when i first um even thought about it uh my i wasn't doing it i never i wasn't doing it full time you know i was doing it on the side you know after work on the weekends so my uh my pay, let's say my pay wasn't the greatest, so I didn't have all the money to invest in a pressure washer, you know, a big 50-gallon yeah, tank, you know, all uh-huh. the great chemicals. So right. I said, all right, well, well what will be quickest and cheapest to get me going? And that's what kicked it off with Waterless. It was, you know, a water, uh, pretty much a water bottle, a couple you know, a couple gallons of water and some towels, some good uh, soft towels, and you're good to go.
0: Yeah, so are you like you traditional waterless, like a waterless product in a squirt bottle and you spray it on the paint, wipe it with the towel? Or are you like, uh, what's the, the other one where you, you put a bunch of water that's got Is the r- diluted down? Yeah, the yeah, no rinse. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah,
2: see, that, so that's, that's pretty much why I dropped the waterless in my name because technically, I mean, I'm not using a waterless, I guess the typical waterless method. Um, I uh, use the O and R sometimes. Sometimes I use uh, waterless, whatever is more convenient. I mean, I just adjust to my situation and tackle it that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would consider them both waterless, meaning min- you know, minimalized yeah. water. But so you're you're more so you didn't even you didn't choose traditional waterless like DJ. You chose more yeah. O and R type.
2: No, originally I, I was. You know, it was waterless, but um the O and I mean well I guess it's kind of the same concept. I mean, I don't use the the wash the double bucket with the O and I have I guess um I have my method. I mean some people might I think it'd be closest to the Gary Dean method, I guess you might say it, but um I just, you know, do the O and R and just soak a bunch of towels in it and I, I use my uh pump sprayer, lay um that with O&R as well spray it down and then use my my wet towels ready to just you know uh wipe and flip wipe flip and then when that towel's done grab another one ring it out and go there and yeah
0: yeah huh. interesting so yeah. dj you chose traditional waterless but i don't think O&R was really out when you were there i was gonna see why you made your tradition you know your decision to go you know waterless
1: well i mean not everyone knows this, but you know, you introduced me to waterless back when I was, you know, working at the car wash and oh, yeah, I true. was sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's right. all good. So yeah. <laughs> um but the reason I was able to, you know, leave that job and, and go do mobile without putting up a bunch of money was because there was a waterless solution and I was able to work out of the trunk of my car with just a few spray bottles and some towels and not have any overhead at all besides spray bottles and towels really so um and I just had to learn it you know like I wanted to succeed at doing mobile work you know I didn't want to go back to work for anyone ever again so I just had to adapt this method and, and make it work and now if you were to give me a a bucket or a hose or a power washer I wouldn't know what to do I wouldn't know how to efficiently wash the vehicle <laughs> yeah I mean you laugh but I'm serious like I can't no, like no I, I, no I, I'm <laughs> laughing because I agree <laughs> It's just I don't know how to I mean, it would take me forever to wash a car with water. Forever. Yeah.
0: Literally. Well, and some vehicles it does take you longer to yeah. wash traditional water method Absolutely. versus waterless. And my argument Definitely.
1: is that how many times do you walk around the vehicle when you're washing with water? You gotta you know, you gotta pre-rinse it, then you've gotta use the soap, then you've got to rinse off again, then you've got to get all the wa- get the water off so there's no water spots. We walk around the vehicle twice, maybe three times, and that's it. You know. Walk around to wash it, walk around to get the streaks off, and then maybe one final check um, after that. I mean it's 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 super simple.
0: Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you looked I'll, into ONR or not? Just you just wanna stay the way you're going? No, I I have
1: tried it once and it just I didn't just didn't like it. I mean there was no it's it's more steps, more water, more equip like more, you know, I've gotta have buckets now, I've gotta have water and I've gotta dispose of the water like it's just so much easier you know we have a big 55 gallon drum at the shop we filled up with our solution everyone fills up their you know five gallon containers every day and then you put that into your 50 ounce pump sprayers and that's that's it i mean there's there's nothing else to it i mean it's just so much easier that way in my opinion
2: yeah uh dj by the way i was i was not laughing at you because no no i know <laughs> I, I was laughing because I, to, I had the exact problem this last weekend, and I I'm kicking myself uh, in, in the you know what because of that exact reason. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's all good, man. Like it's it's all good. Some people would laugh, but I no, until, I, I get what you're coming from. I give you check,
2: check check this out. So I was like, you know what? Um, I pressure washed the driveway at the house, and I was like, you know what? Since the driveway's right here, you know, let's just do the cars real quick. Mm-hmm. Let me do my car because my girlfriend's car is way more expensive, so I'll do my little bucket. Uh. So yeah, I do it, and I swear I thought it was gonna be way quicker. No,
1: but no. I pulled all the hoses <laughs> out. Yeah,
2: uh, unwinded it. You know, uh, hooked it because I have the electric one, so I got to get gotcha. the extension cord too. So I mean, it's geez, too much work. It's just yeah. I mean, this what's better than just a squirt bottle? I mean, it's squirt exactly. bottle, There you go. Panel by panel, you pa- see what you missed. That's goodness? it. Panel
1: by panel, man. It's just you yeah. just take it one panel at a time, and you're and you're done.
2: Yeah, you don't got to go over. I mean. What, some, what I use, what I like best about it is say, like, if I'm going to do a, a clay bar treatment, the best panel by panel. What's the point of, you know, by the time you sud down the whole car with the foam bath, you know, clay bar, you got to, you know, clay bar. I mean, foam it again by the time, you know, so it doesn't yeah. dry. And I don't know. I, it's just way it's just too much. Many, yeah, it's way too much in my opinion.
0: So I will be the other side and say, <clears throat> since I've done both. There is times I so feel like I just want soap and a wash mitt, and I just want to really clean everything with traditional. You just sometimes feel as you're getting more. You know, you can get in all the nooks better. You got soap all over. But like, I think it's just part of the process too. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy seeing the soap on the car. I enjoy, you know, mid it with the the wash mitt and rinsing it off and making sure I can spray out the door jams with a power washer and use degreaser. And like, they're just, I don't know. There's just, uh, sometimes I'd like to do that. And then other times I just want to pull it in, hit it with the waterless and be done. Like, yeah. So I go both ways, but I think you're definitely true of both of you. Like yeah to get into detailing the least expensive way, oh, which absolutely. is good. If you're Hands starting down. a business you want to start with the least amount of expenses to make sure that you can can get rolling. And so the best cost-effective way for somebody just getting into the business is waterless because you don't have to, I had to go get a loan. Like when I had the idea of being a mobile detailer from that buddy, i told you the story, I was sitting at dinner, I was really unhappy. He was like, hey, you should try detailing. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I like my own, I like cleaning. And I literally had to go to the bank and get a loan from the bank in order to buy a power washer and a tank and a trailer. Wow. You know, so you, you I had to start with negative equity, so to speak. Like, I was starting in the hole and had to work out of it. Yeah. Whereas if you just had to buy a $100 thing of, you know, car wash, waterless, mm-hmm. and some spray bottles, you can start a lot faster. Absolutely. So, Evan, how do you think that affected as you're trying to move into it full time, not having the liability and the financial responsibility of using a traditional water type system?
2: Well, see, the thing is, I'm here in California, and back mm-hmm. what uh, in 2015 they implemented the whole drought, the whole drought, uh, drought restrictions. So that restricted everybody from uh, washing their cars, period, uh, to even watering their lawns to once a week. I mean, and we count some in the summertime in California, it gets up to like 100, Mm -hmm. uh, let's say on average, 105 on average, summertime every day. So that was my big thing, too, is that whole drought. Plus mm-hmm. the heat and being in the middle of the sun with the big foam washes. So just, tell me yeah, about that. that like my simplest way. Can
0: mobile detailers they use water? Can they do it yeah, even they're... when there's all those restrictions?
2: Um. Well, I mean, now they do, but I mean, if the you got the uh, you know county enforcer out there, they can write you techniques. T- a, tic- a ticket mm-hmm. technically if they want to or a citation for dropping water um i know some people arrive not know but i've seen people uh, um like post in la and stuff that you know their citations they've gotten cuz you got to think about too mm-hmm. you know we got the storm drains over here that go back into our drinking water so if you you know if they see you i mean you just california is a very uh green state i guess you can say So uh, a lot of people look at that as bad as, you know, dropping water, wasting water when we could be using it to be drinking or or for our agriculture, because that's what caused the drought restrictions in the period in the first place. I get it. You know, we're a big agriculture state. So waste. Yeah. So they they saw as, you know, as citizens, I mean, or not uh, people, you know, Normal city people, you know, waste. You don't need to be watering your yard every day. You don't need to be washing your car every day. So, you know, we'll take the water from you, and we gotta, you know, we need to oh, give it to
0: where it needs to well, be. Well, I mean, at least you're going waterless, so you're good. Hey, so you you say you've been open for business, so to speak, for two years, yeah. uh, but still doing it on the side. Is that right?
2: No well technically i'm going on let's say like a year and a half, but let's just say i haven't really uh,
0: uh-huh.
2: uh been too headstrong i guess, which was i guess i'm not, i think when what i just the yeah. whole anxiety nervousness about you know approaching people and like now i'm just getting you know i'm now i'm getting more experience and you know i'm getting more confident in my skills and you know i'm getting more uh you know, getting the more – more of the people skills to go talk to people, you know, at the car – you know, at the – not the car wash, at the gas station, you know, out in public, you know. Before, you know, I was scared that, you know, I wasn't good enough or, you know, I have all these
0: – So so you, know, so you think that – like, you think is the uh, biggest struggle that you've yeah, had is exactly. overcoming just your own doubt?
2: Yeah, to, to be honest, yeah, it's, it's one of my biggest, I guess – uh no, I guess mm-hmm. say pet peeve. I guess is I'm very, I'm a very self-critical person. So until I think I believe I am like good enough, then I don't think somebody else will believe. So, yeah. So uh, I yeah, I mean, it sounds like I, it. I get I it. Like something to do, and, with and it.
0: that's what I think um, is we talk a lot uh, about passion to profit. Like, how does somebody take something that they're passionate about? Because if you're a detailer, you're you're generally passionate. We've all shared stories of how we got into it, why we are li- into it, why do we like doing it. So how do we take that passion of what we're doing and actually make a profit out of it? Make a living, make a business, make even a career. You know, if we like doing what we're doing, how do we make that financially? You know, beneficial to us. So, so you think that is what you want to do? You want to eventually be full time and like, like have a full blown detailing business?
2: Oh oh, yes, definitely, like like d j said like i I am definitely got to the point in my life where I don't wanna be anybody I don't wanna be working for somebody like I don't wanna uh-huh. be building somebody else's dream, like I wanna be you know working on mine, but um, so I mean that's my goal eventually, um, but now recently we've just purchased a home at the beginning of this year, so now I finally have a garage after never having a one. So, uh, now I can actually, you know, awesome. So you'll, and, you'll,
0: you know, you'll move stuff. from like mobile or something. You'll move it to where people bring it to your house. Yeah.
2: Cause, cause right now I'm in a, in a small, where we moved? We're in a very small town. Like, uh, let's just put it this way. Our, our nine one one is a fire is a, is an alarm, like a big siren, like three, you know, one siren is, is, an emergency, but not bad, and yeah, it's it's that's wow. that small of a town that the whole yeah. a town can hear the siren when you know something's going wrong, something's going bad. So my plan, my plan here is, I mean, capitalize here, and then I mean, because I work, uh, what I work full time is a, it's about thirty minutes south of here, and it's a bigger city. So uh, if I can squeeze a detail in after work, then I squeeze one in. If not, then you know, I got you know more prey here in town. Cool. So, so, how do you
0: think? Uh, um, yeah. How do you get yourself? And this is probably a bold question. Uh, you might not know the answer, but maybe we can can help. Like, if if that's where you want to go, um, how do you kind of overcome the the fear of talking to people? Yeah. Uh,
2: uh, I'll give you my secret. Oh, cool! Uh, lots and lots and lots of meditation. Yeah, uh, I've—I guess you could say I'm mm-hmm. growing older. I guess the older I am, the more wiser I am. I'm becoming, and yeah, it's—it's it's helped out a lot with this, you know, uh, just having all that self-doubt, all that anxiety, all that stress. It, you know, it, you know, it—it it, it becomes a—a a, a rock in your path, and you just got to learn to either, you know, go j- jump over it, go around it, pick it up, move it out of your way, you know. But either way you got to keep going. You can't let those little things like that stop you from following your dream, let uh or your passions, it's like I tell people whether it's music, uh drawing, uh whatever, just keep following it, you know, if it's if you're good at it, just keep going no matter what anybody says. Just use that negative, you know. Yeah. Whether it's so what, know, what do you do? I mean, what
0: it, what do you do for yourself. meditation? I Um, and DJ does yoga. Uh, so we, we kind of all do it. Um, I started first with yoga, but now I've been doing a lot more of just going on YouTube and clicking meditation music and following just some, some music playing and then getting my yoga mat out and really doing a lot of stretching and then a lot of sitting and thinking, uh, is that what you do? What do you do for meditation? How do you do yours?
2: Well uh, let's uh, I uh I listen to when I so when I detail and um during work I tend to listen to podcasts and uh i came across uh the Joe Rogan podcast I came across a gentleman named Wim Hof and he came out with this breathing technique that you know helps um that's supposed to help you tap into your uh to help you tap into your you know your deeper self. And, um, as one, as one might say, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, out of curiosity, I was like, man, this guy's crazy. No way. He does. He, he did all these crazy records, you know, cr- climbed, you know, uh, big mountains and like, you know, freezing cold mountains and shorts and, and shoes. And that's it. Like no t-shirt, you know, um, to prove that his, his meditation works. And yeah, it's, uh, I went down that and yeah, even wintertime, I'm taking ice cold showers. I mean, that, I um, through that technique, uh okay. Wim Hof technique, uh, I that's my method I guess. It's, it's a breathing technique. It's a it's a breathing technique yeah. that nice. introduces uh cold showers. Yeah, so I would highly recommend that. Let's just say it will change your life. As corny as it sounds, it changed my That's cool. I like it. It's pretty good stuff. All
0: right, so let's pause. Um let's talk about this beer for a second. DJ, I mean tell me what you like. You drink it. I'm about to open up my third. It's so easy to drink. Third? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a sugar overload. I know. like Definitely. I'm bouncing off, about to be bouncing off the walls. Yeah.
1: But uh, it's... um, it, It's... Yeah. I know, right? Um, the kids are going to be tasting you guys in second, a second. But it's good. It's just super, super sweet. And I, I'm like... I like bitter and like just that. I like beer for the beer taste. Like... Yeah and i like just really like str- i don't know like just oh, okay. that really you know the beer tastes so it's different for me um it's like i i would never go and buy a i don't i'm not a big soda drinker at all uh-huh. uh, i mix my soda with you know my whiskey that's pretty much as far as i go with with soda um but uh so it's different but it's it's good it's tastes just like root beer it's 5.9 so you know you get a little buzz you know the more you drink and uh it's not bad at all so I mean, nothing against it. I just,
0: it's not my cup of tea. So, Evan, what do you? I mean, when you when you drink it, do you taste the the root beer? Do you taste the alcohol? What is it? I don't that taste any beer? alcohol, by the way. Yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's that's my that, thing. Yeah. Is why
2: I drink it, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, let's just let's just say since I'm in oh,
1: California,
2: good, I'm on the other
1: team. Oh, okay. Let's just, let's just put it that way. Ah, <laughs> so, yeah. So you, That's you, what's you, up. yeah, yeah, hey, you. Uh... We, we, we got, we got, we've got a, we've got to vote here in June for that. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see what happens in Oklahoma. I don't, I don't know. Oh,
0: okay, it's, I, it's it's supposed to pass,
1: like yeah. And... I see it. I don't. Yeah, I see it passing. It's just
0: it'll be interesting well... to see
1: what happens, like.
0: So what's interesting is we're right in the middle of a teacher strike. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard about this, Evan, but, but our, yeah, it's, it's really yeah, horrible. Our teachers it. are, you know, there's, there's different opinions on it, but w- w- at the end of the day, you got to admit they're not paid enough. Correct. Um, so they yeah. have, they have striked yeah. against the schools and to say that they need better pay, and uh, we're hearing different things from, uh, I don't know, different sides of the, you know, where's, where's all the casino money? Where's all the gambling money? And then I saw something, because they told us, at, you know, years ago when we voted that in, that all, not, a, not all, of course not, but there was some percentage of money that was supposed to go from all the casinos that they opened up here in the state to go into the schools. And I, you know, that's where I've gone, hey, where's that money? And I read something the other day that it was a post from a guy who was on the Indian board and he he was quoting, it was something like $8 billion over the past, I don't know, let's call it 10 years. They've given back to the state for the schools. And his point what? was, yeah, his point was we get audited on that all the time. We uh-huh. cannot cheat that. So you guys need to start asking where that money is wow yeah. so whole nother can whoa, of worms whoa, whoa. but we that getting to that point to say that cans. we really think that medical marijuana will pass because the state needs money like mm-hmm. and the amount of money yeah, i know, that right? the different states have collected oh, yeah, that's... i mean it's really going to come down to honestly them just saying hey we need that sales tax revenue so it's a mess out here Yeah, cause that's
2: yeah that's why our big thing was. I mean, me personally, as user, I that's my like like I don't mind paying the taxes and all the extra, you know, the stuff that we gotta pay. But as long as it's going to the right place, you know, I just you know, as long as it's not going to just you know something like we have the big uh, was it the. I forgot what is it that fast the fast railroad here in California Hmm. the one that's supposed to take you like to San Francisco to L. A. in a couple of hours like two hours or something like that the the speed train or something like that I forgot the name of it but that was like their whole big thing and that was like you know I'm like well I don't want money to go to that I'd rather go to you know schools or you know something good that benefits it you know uh, something beneficial you know Hmm. as long as not going to the bad you know wrong areas I guess but. I mean, to each their own. Everybody has their opinion. Nice. You
0: okay. um, Yeah. Oh, we chased a little. Go ahead. I. Yeah. <laughs> all I got
2: to say. Oh, you mean, you mean tax revenue? Money.
0: Yeah. Insane. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so tax revenue. Yeah, tons. let's talk uh, these first, as you're really trying to get into the business uh, more full time, and even just the idea of when you were like, hey, I want to I wanna have a detailing business think about what marketing you're doing and what's, what's one of the main things that you think is helping you get clients? Um, uh,
2: to be honest, um, I think that was, um, one of my,
0: but yeah, cool. That's fine. I can
2: say is that I uh, haven't been the best Yeah. At uh, I'll admit it straight up. Um, so I guess you can say I go. I guess I kind of wasn't trying to um, build because I I was living at an apartment in an apartment before here, so I was wasn't trying to go at a rate too crazy, you know, tr- to you know bust out paint corrections, you know, I can or paint enhancements as you guys you know or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Um, I didn't want to do that, have extension cords out and all that, so I didn't want to get too too crazy yet until you know I got into something more stable. So I guess that's why you can say now I changed my name. That's why I got a logo, you know, better looking logo. Um, So now I guess you can say I'm headstrong. That's cool. So now when
0: you're thinking, like, as you said, now you're in, you know, that house. Awesome. Congratulations. Um, Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. Um, So what do you think you you should do? Like, uh, what do you think is one thing that you could do to help get clients?
2: um to be honest now that it's out now it's out uh it's starting to become nicer weather here in california Let's get out there get uh get to know people go out to car shows go out to events car meets whatever uh everything um uh get my t-shirts go and get you know uh stuff like that um going um i've tried to be honest i tried the other day the ins. Instagram ads and that was wasn't I guess
0: yeah so biggest, when you say you did an Instagram I ad mean, like what'd you do
2: everything, you know once so I did one of the promoting promoting yeah boosting one of your mm-hmm. pictures to you know bring more attention to your profile and yeah area, but with, so
0: which so uh, which which um, post did you what did you I do
2: guess it, Uh, I believe it was the one with the leather, with the leather cleaning, uh, leather cleaning is, uh, had a picture of the bottle of leather cleaner, interior cleaner, and had a big 50-50 shot of a leather seat, uh, one half was nasty, and the other half was clean. And so,
0: so what'd you say uh, in your post? Yeah,
2: that was the one. Um... To be honest, um, I don't remember. Cool. Well, DJ talked. He talked
0: the other day about uh, how a lot of times detailers will use photos that really aren't hitting customers in the way their mind is thinking. So, DJ, tell us a little bit more about that. Like, if somebody's really starting out and they're really wanting to to market, Evan mentioned some things. He said he wants to go to car clubs. He wants to. You know, right. So guerrilla marketing, he wants to on his feet be out there going, um, but a main way to do marketing, because we can now generate free marketing mm-hmm. through these social media platforms, but maybe some detailers just aren't doing that the right way. What do you recommend that these guys do?
1: Yeah, and everything you're saying is great, you know, getting out there, uh, getting your face in the place and so forth. Uh, one piece of advice I have is to find your target market. I'm not sure what your demographic is in your area. You say it's a very small community. So, which is a, a huge advantage to you because there's a guy here in what Chandler that has like a super small population. in Yeah. 2,500 like,
0: people. And he four is other it. Yeah. Four other detailing people he competes against.
1: So I'm just like, wow, I wish I was in that small of an area because I would dominate it. But, um, Really find out who your target market is, is that, you know, you know, my target market in our company is, you know, pretty much like the stay at home moms that, you know, that drive the nice Escalades and the QX80s and so forth. And the husband has the BMW, the Mercedes, the Ferraris and Porsches. And we know how to market. We know where to go to find them at. We know we know that. So if you narrow it down to a specific target market, whether it's the car show, the people, the car gurus and you want to go to the car shows, then cool. Um, But once you figure out who that is and who you're talking to, then you can adjust your marketing to 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 that. Um, But, you know, the post you did on Instagram with the 50 50 shot of the leather seat is great because it's showing here's a before, here's an after. And I think more posts like that, just educational posts that are visual too, showing a night and day difference of what you can do and putting education behind it. I'm um, opposed to some guys might say, Oh, look at this shiny car. Like talk about, you know, what, what got it to that point? Or, you know, why is it important to clay bar vehicle or just really put education behind your posts and give it some meaning opposed to just some guys will just post a shiny car or some wheels or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's really my advice is to yeah. narrow down your target market, and figure out who it is you're you're going after, but but utilizing social media, I mean, you can target ads on Facebook to specific areas in your community or or demographics. I mean, you can narrow it down to, you know, women that are between 34 and 44 years old that have kids that are in elementary school that interests are luxury items and so forth. And you're going to target those people specifically. So you can really make money and generate clients from your couch at home. You don't have to really, in this day and age, you don't have to get out and go and, I mean, it's great to go out and pass out cards and so forth, but you can, because I mean, really we're on our phone 24 seven. And so are all your, so are all your clients too. They're on social media, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram. So if you hit them where they're at all the time, they're going to eventually start seeing it and start seeing it and start seeing it. And as soon as they need their car detail, they spill some coffee or their kid throws up in the car or, you know, whatever they're going to think of you immediately because they've been seeing your stuff over and over and over and over and over again. So staying consistent and posting, you know, two or three times a day, always keeping stories going on your Instagram, making sure you're hashtagging local hashtags in your community. So with me, we live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I do hashtag Tulsa hashtag nine one eight, which is my area code. You know Tulsa, Oklahoma, which not, he did downtown, do that. I'm Tulsa. I'm
0: looking at this post. He did do, which is cool. Hell yeah, yeah, you Very did. Cool. Woodland, Look. Arbuckle, Carlson yeah. County. I mean, that's,
1: that's what's up. Yeah, that's 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 perfect. I mean, that's what you want to do because you're actually marking the people right there, you know, in your community. So keep that up. I mean, keep doing that. Keep keep it local, and uh you're going to start seeing every year. You're going to start seeing you're growing, growing, and growing, and growing, and growing. It's just going to take take time to get there i mean my first second year i was i was wondering if i should still do it because i wasn't getting that much business all the time um but you know i'm eight years in now almost nine years in and you know i'm turning business away i can't even take people's same week sometimes so it's just consistency
0: so and here's one thing Uh, i would say too i'm now i'm looking at your post sounds great and so uh what dj said um the other day which i don't know if he went into it yet, but I'll tease them into it is how a lot of times detailers will take a picture and make a post almost as if they're marketing to other detailers. Because we feel since we're watching and following other detailers, and we see them posting photos of the cars they do, we sometimes want to then make posts to show the cars we do, which is cool, because we're in a community, and we can bounce back and forth off each other. But it's not always the most beneficial when you're marketing to someone who's not in the detail world. And in your comments, you, you say 50 50 shot of these leather back seats, which is true. And it's a great 50 50 shot. Like you got a clear line of where it's mm-hmm. clean and not clean, but maybe DJ, what should he say? If he's trying to market to, somebody that's a mother sitting at her house scrolling through Instagram that might catch her attention as opposed to yeah. just here's a, a shot and a fifty fifty.
1: And I want to just side a disclaimer like by no means am I like picking you apart or, or whatsoever um in regards to your social media Oh yeah, yeah, definitely them. not. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they're great. Okay. Okay, <laughs> let me just. Oh no, there. I think I take this and wish. I used to, yeah, this no, was me. No. I used to do it. Well, yeah, that's, no, that's just no. how. If you go back to my yeah. marketing, if you go look at my Instagram from day one, like I was detailing to other de- or marketing to other detailers and saying, "Hey, look what I can do. Look at me." I was trying to really get a name in the industry, opposed to get some money to feed my family, right? So, what I would do in this post is maybe talk about why it's important to have conditioner seats and how often you should do it. So. You know, treating your leather is going to prevent premature cracking and aging of the seats, um, and so forth, and just really give the give the uh, background to why it's important to condition your seats and how often, how frequent, um, and kind of what it does. That way, they can see the difference, and and know why it's important. Opposed to, to, look what I did. You know what I mean. You should. Everything should be educational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of, like, now you got to throw in some posts that are really cool and, and and whatever here and there too. But everything you should always try to find a way to teach your who, your audience why it is what you're doing and 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 maybe not even how you did, it, but why why it's important that you did that. Why is it important to
0: make? Well, why sure is that it important this customer bought it? Like play, play exactly. off of the yeah like. Not just why this you did it, but yeah. this customer bought this because they have kids in their back seat all the time and they always got grass from soccer practice. And so here's what we did to clean that. And so the, as the mom's strolling through her phone, she goes, wait, I got kids. Yeah, my car always looks like that. Oh, if that person bought it from this detailer, then I trust that person would, you know. And so they, that would might be something that, teases them enough to get into it because you're saying this other soccer mom bought your service
1: yeah and one a good example is to me is always headlights you know it's the one it's like you know it's not like hey look i made this headlight crystal clear it was faded before it's like hey now this person has full visibility at nighttime when they're driving now they're actually driving at night safely opposed to unsafely because they're having their visibility is diminished because their headlights are foggy you know just really given that education behind it and and, and you're going to provide more value than the other detailer in your same, same city and state. That's just saying, Hey, look what I'm doing. You know, you're okay. Pretty much you're making yourself the expert. You're the expert at everything you do because you're giving education. You know exactly why you're doing what you're doing um, and and how you're doing it. So I think like that
2: i i definitely feel like that would give me more of an edge because i as um as great as i want the detailing community to be it's it's like the more and more as you get into it you see it's not as bright as you know like no not at all Let's just say it's not Not as welcoming (laughs) as um, other trains i guess so I there's, people, a there's, there's a lot, a lot. there's a lot. This, and I know you're in some of the groups on involved. Facebook
1: too, and, and I just don't even bother anymore, so. but there's a lot of egos, which is why I completely stepped away from all that. And I'm just really so, focusing on. So yeah, out of
0: respect for those guys, like, that's why I keep saying passion. Like if we are detailers, if we are in this game, so to speak, if we're in this profession, it's because we're passionate about what we do and so of course there's gonna be yeah we're proud like of course there's gonna be egos like when i see this stuff i go yeah like i get it man like that is badass like you did a great job there but most people get offended because somebody else thinks that they're better and then well hey man i made a car shine like that that doesn't mean you're better than me so that's where i think the the tug gets the rub, you know, where we have that problem because we don't respect that everybody else is just as passionate as we are because we can produce the same results where we think we can. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I don't, but, yeah and so I, that, I, that I think really that's really why really there's so much ego because we're so passionate about what we do. But it might be tough yeah. to break the ego. You know, I get it. Like it, it might. It, that might just be one of the negatives of our industry.
2: Yeah, but to be honest, like DJ said, the, probably the least the least. True. Uh, I yeah. mean, if
0: you're offended by everybody else's ego, DJ did the right thing. Like, like, with, with like get out of those groups because it's just not. It's just going to make you more mad. So, I mean, he did the right thing and get out. I don't like being in the groups because, to me, it's just the same thing over and over. But, you know, to reach his own. Those groups are impressive, though, that that many people got in
1: there. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them at all. I mean, it's nice to show off your work. And like I said in the last podcast, I think it's, like, it's definitely cool because, like, you know, we're all alone. I mean, you know, sometimes you just it's just you and your detail on these cars and you do a lot of nice work. But, you know, definitely – make your post educational to your to your demographic in your market but you can repurpose it and post it in those groups and say hey man look what you know look what we did blah blah blah, blah to show off your skills there but make sure your focal point is on your demographic and what's going to bring you bring in another customer um but you can also re- you can repurpose it you could share it somewhere else in these pages no no big deal but that makes yeah. that make sure you're detailing for the customer for the next customer and not for i can't wait to get like 50 likes in this group because this is badass like for the detail (laughs) you know screw that but you know you're you're good though i mean your Instagram's good i mean you're you know you've got a lot of educational posts here and there you've got some personal stuff to show personality and so forth. there's nothing wrong with what you're doing at all i just think you should really focus heavily on you know really maybe to sit down and have a marketing plan like you know, two day. You know, two posts out of the day is gonna be educational. One's gonna be fun. One's gonna be a video. One's gonna be a live video, or you know, just if you have a have a plan in place, then you can start tweaking it. You know, that didn't work. Let me go ahead and put. You know, you know, just play with it.
0: Cool. So, Evan, uh, so when you're thinking, right. if you know, moving from one, you said you know, one to two years, moving your second to the third year and you said you want you you're now in your house you want to go a lot more into it picking up some people from work in that area and maybe doing more at your house like what do you think would get you to that next step like what would you want to know in order to help get you there
2: i think to be honest um A big mistake, not only me but of a lot of detailers Boom. is to focus too much on the detailing That's aspect it, and not on the business aspect of it. And that like I've I've worked in tons of jobs from customer service to construction to what you name it, I've done it. And one big thing I remember about customer service is man, people remember you like people will will remember you your name and your face. Like so if you don't have your customer skill, some customer service skills up there, then yeah, you're not going to really get far as far as you think you might. And I mean, that's just one part of the business aspect. You know, you got, you know, marketing, like you guys say, finances, you know, all that yeah. other stuff, which is right? all stuff you don't learn yeah. when you clean a car, when you buff a car, you don't learn all that stuff. <laughs> so, you know, that's where you got to unplug yourself and learn, you know, All right, so book, what's one piece know, of advice you that you can give
0: articles, to somebody emails. that is business sense of I'm trying to go into the next level? What's one – and it could be very simple. Like what's one thought that would be beneficial?
2: is um, a thought, which is pretty much I tell myself every day when I cool. wake up is – to be the man, you got to yeah. be the man. It's pretty much as I guess you could say is a quote. It's all right. So yeah. if you want to be that, world. you got to put in
0: That's the words and let's, let's follow it. DJ, what's one bit of advice that you would give somebody?
1: Um, man, consistency is key. You just got to be consistent in all you do. Even when, there's, when it's, you know, times are slow, times are hard, you're like, you're not really feeling it. You know, you've got to continue to push through and think think about the next week and the next month and the next, you know, next three months. You know, you're always gonna be planning ahead. So just be consistent in all you do in your systems and your procedures, processes, and always be learning, man.
0: Yeah, I would think mine, and I'll say it five hundred times, is is I think it's so easy once some cash starts coming in yep. and once a little money starts coming in. And when I say little, I mean for me it was just you know, gosh, I was $500 ahead that month. You know, I <laughs> hey, I paid rent and I had some beer money. Like, I was like, hell yeah, I'm successful. <laughs> like, <laughs> so uh, to me, it's, it, it's, it was so much I had to learn to save because here we got winners, you know, <laughs> um, we have seasons. So it's so hard to, in the summer when you're making, you know, a lot of money, for us at in a in a sense than to save enough to get you through the winter mm-hmm. and and not just go spend money you know actually save some for that rainy week or you know weeks yeah i know that weeks, or yeah, that weeks
1: are, we've had a really know, bad that, winter so far yeah it's been rough <laughs> oh, it's been horrible
2: oh man our worst rainy oh, days no.
0: rainy week <laughs> was probably like three days in a row. Gee. We with haven't like, with had much since, control. you know, the first of the year that detailers or detail shops, you know, anybody around here has been steady. You know, it literally four months, well, three months of you just don't know what mm-hmm. the week's going to be like. So that happens, you know, here. So. Yeah, I think that's the big deal of not just going to blow your money when you've got a little bit coming in and being able to set some back to help you through the, the tough times. Uh, that would be mine. So anyway, let's rate this beer. Uh, if we're going to call it a beer. And since it's a pints and polishing podcast, it is our, it is, it's, it's, it's a beer. Boy. It just is, you know? So Evan, how would you rate uh, not your father's your beer?
2: Well, uh, like you say, it's not really a beer, I guess you could say. <laughs> it's more of, I guess you could say, an alcoholic beverage. Uh, In my book, I'd probably give it like a four because I'm not really a big beer drinker. So something that goes less uh, – tastes less like beer is probably a winner for me. Yeah. So I guess that would be one uh, up there, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, you guys might have different opinions. all good.
0: DJ, opinion, what so. – yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. I'm <laughs> I'm awesome. a I'm a fair weather, fair weather fan of beer. Like, I it's tough for me to drink too hoppy or too this or that. Like, I just kind of like it light and fluffy. Light and fluffy. Light and fluffy. Light and fluffy. You know, hmm. like a good uh. hmm like A good a good wheat beer. That's, I'm good. You know, throw a little bit of fruit in it. Makes a good. Beer. Oh, we're talking about beer. Yeah. Gotcha. We're talking about beer. All
1: right, so DJ, how
0: do you rate not your father's or beer?
1: I mean, no, I just it, it's not. It's it's not, it's not. It's not your DJ's beer.
0: That's not your DJ's beer. It's are, not we your DJ's beer. are we gonna yeah. have the first one? Are we gonna have the first one? Yeah.
1: I, Marty. Okay. Four beers I'm later. On like one and a half, Marty. Like if you can, like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you bro! Can I'm done like... with three. I'm done with three. <laughs>
0: I can't, it's so sweet. Oh, They'll be at the office tomorrow, that's for sure. Oh no. So the liquor store I went into, I, I grabbed a six pack and I was walking up to her and I was like, You guys don't have this in the like pick your six so I can just buy two of right. these and yeah, like exactly. four regular beers? Like and she was like, No. Yeah she goes, but I can sell it to you one at a time and I was like, Really? I was like, Okay, I'll take two. Like that's all I'm gonna drink. But then I was like, you know what? It's gonna be super smooth. I'll probably want to go ahead and drink a third, so I bought three. Uh, how'd you do that? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm finishing my third, and I'm good. So what are you gonna rate it?
1: I told you it's the first one on the podcast,
0: man. Okay, you got you rated it a one out of five. Nice. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> <You got it. laughs>
2: All right. Okay. How about the alcoholic, <laughs> alcoholic beverage category? What would you rate it? <laughs> Excluding
1: beer. Sorry, man. Uh, it's good. It's it's all good. Like I like I was thinking too. I I was as I
2: went to store. I was thinking I'm probably gonna drink two, mm-hmm. and those other two will probably be probably for the next maybe the uh, next three weeks, and then the other it's two probably good. the week after that. So it'll last about a month. Yeah. yeah, It's okay, man.
0: Uh, I'm going to give it uh, so to Evan's point, if we're going to call it just an alcohol beverage, but honestly, I tried this thing, seriously. When I first heard about it, I was excited. I was like, because to have like a, 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 a flavored beverage, you know, root beer, and then have alcohol, like I was super excited, but when I first bought it years ago, I was like, "Man, it's just way too sweet." Like, I just mm-hmm. I can't do it. So, you know, alcoholic beverage, like Evan said, yeah, I'd probably be up there. But this is a pints and polishing podcaster. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm down with. I might get a little bit higher than DJ though. I'm gonna go two. Oh wow! I'm gonna go two out of five. Uh, because I, I yeah, I have finished my third beer. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, evidently, I liked it enough to keep drinking it. There you go. But it is what it is. All right, so closing thoughts, DJ. What would you tell someone in year one to two, you know, two to three, you know, somebody that is listening that they're, they're in it but they're just not hitting it all the way, what would you tell them in order to help them press on and keep going if that's, you know, if that's really their passion? Like Evan, you know, he's passionate about this. He he was at the car wash. He's done this. Like he wants to help people get their cars looking nice. But there's that rub, there's that struggle of taking what they're passionate about and making it a business and turning it into a profit. What's something that you would give them advice since that's what you've been able to do?
1: Yeah, man, you just got to look at it like a business. I mean, you got to have processes and systems in place so that you know what to do in any kind of situation. Um, just, I mean, anything from how you answer the phone to how you schedule your your customer to how they get they're reminded. Um, you know, just really making sure your systems are, are are in place from start to finish. So just sit down and write out okay from the time I answer the phone to the time I leave the detail to the job, having it all written out and and in place. That way you can duplicate it because if you want to grow, if you're truly trying to grow a business in this industry. You're not always going to be the one doing the work um, if you want to grow, grow. So you want to make sure you can duplicate it to other people or be able to train other people. Because once you get really busy, you don't want to have to go back and be like, okay, now how do I make my systems now where I can actually teach someone else? So if you have all that stuff in place while you're slower and while you have the time to actually work on it, once you blow up, which will happen, everything's already in place.
0: So in order to do that, I think, I think, Evan, you've got to evaluate the time that you spend. So like, you've got work and then you've got some details. What do you do in your off time? And I mm-hmm. think that's a problem that a lot of guys can get into is we have a, a passion. We have something we like, but they don't understand how much back end work it takes. And it's not just the cleaning the cars. It's what am I doing from – you know, want to get home eating dinner to, you know, when I need to go spend time with the wife or the family or the girlfriend or spend time for yourself, but at the same time, put in as much extra time to help build the business with and processes and learning about financial things and how should you spend your money marketing, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. It takes a lot. One
1: one best advice I have for as far as marketing goes, like you've got to capture emails from every single client that you get because, you know, when you're slow, like we've had a slow winter. So we've went and went back for the past eight years and pulled emails and sent out email blasts saying, hey, we haven't heard from you in a long time. You can book online. Just click this link. Here's 15% off. And we got bookings out the wazoo today just because, we send a simple email to people that we've, re- we've we've touched a long time ago. So if you don't have people's email addresses, how are you going to market to them? You, you just can't sit and wait on them to, and I'm talking to myself, my old self, like I can't just sit there and wait on them to call again in six months to a year. If I have their email, I can actually have email marketing campaigns sent out to them once every month or once a quarter, just giving some value and so forth, just keeping top of mind with them. So in regards to marketing, emails all day long and having email campaigns for each type of client so if they you can have email campaigns for everything the interior detailing ceramic coatings gosh you name it i mean there's so much you can do with that and i mean that's where your money's at is marketing to your your people that have already used you it's 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 less it takes less money to market to someone that has already used you than it is to gain a new client
0: cool love it man hey Yeah, you guys both killed it. What a great podcast. Tons of information. So thank you, Evan, so much for taking the time to come on. DJ, a lot of great input. Um, Evan, tell people where they can find you on social media and, um, you know, even locally if somebody hears and wants to reach out to you or just other detailers that want to link up with you. What's your social media handles? Um,
2: so we got Instagram, which is my main, uh, my main marketing, I guess you can call it, uh, would be bees, B E E S underscore auto detailing. Um, and my Facebook, which is I'm working on, I've been working on it slowly, but surely as uh, a, it's a auto bees yeah. auto detailing. Cool. cool. Would be the DJ, where do people detail. find
0: you? Oh, go ahead. Adam.
2: And. Oh, and I want to throw it out there. If anybody has, uh, you know, any questions or, you know, um, any thoughts, um, all layers, I'm open. So, you know, up, I'm, on, I'm open oh, to you, yeah. I guess. That's a good attitude, it, so, That's for sure. With no yeah. judgment. So. That's
1: how you grow. DJ. Yep. Uh, business is at Eco Green EcogreenMD on Facebook and Instagram. Um, if you care, personal is DJ Patterson on Instagram. So uh,
0: that would be me. Cool. Awesome, and we are at Total Auto Solutions, and definitely follow. We've got different things throughout the week that do Q and A's with different detailers, and we've been having a lot of fun with that. So yeah, you're doing a lot. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's fun. Uh, Evan, once again, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Thank you for your time, DJ. As always, great input. So. You guys, I hope you guys have a great night. Thanks again. See you. see you guys.